my friends, this is Andy and Hedy. I come to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we harness the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. That is our goal. That is our passion. So we provide resources for anybody who doesn't yet have a community in Christ or maybe has never even met the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's Bible resources, pastors, worship bands. Uh, content that we have created ourselves, both the broadcasts and articles on the Christian Post. And uh, we also have a comment button where we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Let us know where you are in your walk with Christ, how we could pray for you. And if you have any suggestions for us, we love to hear those too. And if this ministry is a blessing to you in any way, uh, you can click the Donate Now button and help us defray our production costs and our increasing capacity. That'd be awesome. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for your support. Yes, for sure. Well, look at we have people commenting already. Let's see who's on. Got Carrie, nice to see you. Hi, Carrie. And we didn't even announce that we were going I, on. I know. And they found us. Yeah, Yay. Like right away. They must Hi, have been Jan. Sitting there staring at their phones. Hi, fearless friend. <laughs> Hello. Hi, and Iris. Hello, Iris. Nice to see you. Sorry, I'm a little um uh burnt as you could see that is not bad lighting that is literally <laughs> the color i am right now and if you knew that my legs felt like i'd stuck them in a french fry fryer <laughs> for a little too long that's exactly what i feel like i am literally toasty yeah. crispy you're a little toasty snugs well while you guys all went swimming walked around played football the kids walked back and forth eating uh, up the street i lied there yep nonstop. Three hours. We were in Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA, and it was the waves were crazy. So I got to I got to say that then I think uh, for the both of us, we were attacked a little bit by uh, the devil. Yes. I, uh, I had this doubt about going on live today. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you, because I, I was just like I, I went and boogie board with my son and the waves were just horrendous. Uh, you know, just beat us up. And my son ended up getting hurt a little bit on his back and some other stuff, but got home and I was like, gosh, I'm, I'm physically sore. And I couldn't think why. And I go, Oh yeah, I forgot. I was, uh, you know, in the, in the surf and getting banged around. And uh, I was just thinking, Hey, you know, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go on with the show. I can't, <laughs> I can't go on with the show tonight. Can we just maybe take a break? And then I said, you know what, let's, let's read the devotional. And then we read it, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, bro, just stop being a wuss. Get over yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how tired Paul was? Do you know how tired right. uh, 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 Job was? Peter. Do you know how tired Peter was? He didn't Peter out. He didn't Peter out. Do you think being Petered out is part of, uh, is biblical? Is he, maybe that's where it yeah. comes from. <laughs> You never know, but uh, read the devotional and, and just heard from God and said, come on, don't be such a baby. Get on and let's let's talk about this. Let's do it. The only thing that I didn't do is that I, we didn't schedule it. I just said, you know, let's do this and then we'll just go. We'll go live when we're ready. So here we are. And then I'll go nurse my wounds. Yeah. <laughs> Find some aloe vera gel somewhere. You're wearing an, uh, this bright orange bathing suit. And, um, and pretty soon I couldn't tell necessarily where your suit ended and where your legs began oh, you're pretty much the same, feels like you're pretty much the same color uh, all right so we're reading from uh charles spurgeon morning by morning for july 8th and the reference is judges 16 6 
Tell me the secret of your great strength. What's the secret of your great strength, Schnooks? Jesus. <laughs> why do you, why do you sound southern all of a sudden? Because uh, Jesus. Because when I say Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> All right. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he writes, in light of this verse, let's consider where the secret of our faith strength lies. It lies in the food our faith feeds on. For true faith nourishes itself on God's promises. Each of his promises is an emanation. emanation of divine grace, the overflow of the generous heart of God. Faith says, if not for his love and grace, my God could never have given this promise. Therefore, it is absolutely certain his word will be fulfilled. Then faith, then faith thinks of who gave the promise, focusing not as much on the greatness of the promise, but on the greatness of who authored it. Faith remembers the author is God, who does not lie. God, omnipotent and unchanging. Thus, faith concludes that promises that the promise must be fulfilled and acts on this firm conviction. Faith remembers why the promise was given in the first place, namely for God's glory, and is perfectly sure God's glory is safe, for he will never stain his own shield of character or tarnish the luster of his own kingly crown. His promises must and will stand. Next, faith considers the amazing work of Christ as clear proof of the Father's intention to fulfill his word. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Great point. Faith also looks at the past battles that had given it strength and past victories that had given it courage. Faith recalls that God has never failed even one of his children, calling to mind his past dangers when deliverance came. Faith remembers those times of great need when strength was found and firmly de declares, I will never be led to think God can change and forsake his servant. The Lord has been my help in times past and he will help me now. Therefore, True faith views each promise in its connection to the promise giver. As a result, it can say with assurance, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. So um, one of the other reasons I'm a little bit tired is that we, uh, I woke up at 5 a.m. Oh, right. this morning uh, along with two of my sons and we went to uh, Kindred Church in Anaheim Hills. Uh, to a men's breakfast, which we go to once a month nice. Uh, with my Bible study group of men and 300, 400 men were in this tent because they're doing reconstruction at the, at the church. And um, the message today was very similar to what this, this message has to speak of and, and but not in its entirely, but it does remind me that we especially in times that we're tired and exhausted and think we can't go any further. If God wants us to go further, we go further. Right. That we, 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 we have to know that this life is for his glory as we're on this earth. It's for him. Yes. And even in our prayers, as which was discussed today in the, in the men's uh, breakfast uh, by pastor Philip, 
he he wanted to make sure that we understood that we need to take the the word I as an I. Personal uh, pronoun. Uh, me, personal pronoun. Thank you for that. You are so wise. Uh, the personal pronoun I out of our prayers and out of our discussion when talking to God. That we have to not say, you know, I am so amazing. Thank you, God. I am so good. Thank you, God. How scary there are people yeah. that do pray that way. <laughs> yes. And listening to talk about it, and I had to think like, oh, I don't know if I do that. It's quite possible. <laughs> um, but our prayer should be about honoring him and 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 telling him thank you and, and understanding his grace and thanking him for his grace and his you love. You know, this corresponds, I just occurred to me, mm. with your revelation about going to church, that you don't go to church for you, you go to yeah. church to worship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the primacy of God is really coming through loud and clear. Oh, it is. It's uh, hitting me like a two by four across the face. Nice. Or stepping on a rake and having it fly up and hit you in the face. One of those two. But that's got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, <laughs> but uh, but I, I I just feel like this has been uh, speaking to me today. Now again, I'm not sure if this devotional speaks directly to what I just spoke about. However, um, it does speak to his his greatness and that his promise is forever. And and we have to make sure and understand that as we go through our daily life. That um, and I, I love this one sentence here where it says, "The Lord has been my help in times past, and He will help me now." And not only that, it's the same God that, uh, you know, that helped Moses, that, that helped, uh, you know, uh, what's the one we, we talk about later on in um, uh, Samson. Oh, Samson, yeah. You know, but then Samson let him down, just as we all have. <laughs> but he, it's the same God. He hasn't changed from that period of time to today. Exactly. And so how great is that? How great is his greatness? That he we, we he never changes, you know. And then the one last thing is that um, uh, pastors somehow think we've been talking about this a lot lately that they need to change the Bible based on what's happening today, or the pressures they're getting from the world, right? Or even some from some of their parishioners. That uh, no, it, it's the same Bible as was created back then, and, and it's the same God, and we don't change anything. His greatness is is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Amen. What about you? What did you get from this? It could be entirely something different. I'm, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, yeah. No, it's very, very different. Yep. Uh, well, because um, just different experiences. I it suddenly um, I just got this feeling in my heart when we read about uh, faith also looks at past battles and gives us strength and past victories that give us courage and that we recall that God has never failed one of his children. And I think back and I was like, thinking back of all these like major milestones that have happened to me in the past 10 years or so, like mm -hmm. huge, huge problems that I had potentially gotten myself into and that God got me out of it even before I was a believer. And it just made me realize that I was a worshiper of God. I just didn't know who God was. I've said that mm -hmm. many times people yep. don't necessarily understand the impact of what that means. But to me, um, it is, it is really knowing that it was the God of the Bible that has been with me the whole time. I couldn't see him clearly. You know, I was, I was misled, but he was always there. <laughs> and his promise never changed. And he just gently course corrected me after, you know, everything came crashing down. Uh, but it's just so I was going to say gently. Do you think it was gently? 
Well, he gently called me to him when everything was burnt to the ground. Mm. You did that. I did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. I, I guess he didn't do that. Or I mean, he called me out of Islam. That mm. I tell everybody without a shadow of a doubt. I was extracted out of Islam. I have mm. no idea how that happened. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But it, God flipped a switch. The God of the Bible flipped a switch. Mm. I didn't know that at the time that it was him, but he was definitely calling me out. And then after that, the transition seemed to be gentle to come to faith while everything was still burning around me. Mm. But all of that I attribute to God. Yeah. That's that's when you can use the word I. I was at fault. I was yes. <laughs> I was the one who caused, all the negative caused things the are mine. Hence, wings bring me back to that other statement I said about our Bible study with my with the ladies about you know not expecting anything from God except um, to just be grateful for whatever it is that He gives me. Uh, it's a it's a it's just a wonderful feeling to think that. We have been blessed beyond measure. And um, yeah. Wow. Just feel lucky. Blessed. Lucky. Hello, Kate. Kate's joining, hey, Kate. joining us from down under. Right there. Hello, Kate. Hello. Frozen down under. Oh. What? Wow. Isn't yeah. that amazing? You could use that, that little bit of that frozenness on your legs. Is that about putting ice on your legs? Is that? Does that help in a sense? Uh, no. I don't know, but I'm not trying that. <laughs> That's not on the list. Hey, I got a question. This is totally unrelated to the devotional. Peanut butter before I, do ice. I got sunburned a little bit in um, Hawaii when we were there in Maui. Right. And, uh, you know, at the place where we were, there was a jacuzzi. And it was pretty warm, pretty hot. Yes. And uh, I, re I just recollect somebody, I don't know who it was, somewhere uh, in my past that said, you know, if you get a sunburn, go in a hot jacuzzi, that will, that will, reduce the future burn by doing something and i could have made that whole thing up could uh, have. Uh, but i feel like somebody said it and maybe it was a wife's tale because you know like my mom she said put butter on a burn you know i don't know how many of you were told that you know from some old my wife's tale. you had to pee on it yeah. <laughs> but i'm not letting you pee on me whoops tmi <laughs> no, what did you just say well i okay. no seriously when i got a yeah. pot of boiling water yes. for, uh put on me and i'm crying hysterically i'm like 11 12 years old i was like we have to pee pee on it we have to be and i was like what stand back lady <laughs> nobody is pee peeing on me at 12 years of age yeah you, you said that she i told her no no yes. no, you, no you're not peeing on me and my son's rat is 12 yeah i can see he yeah, yeah he's, he's well he's conscious enough yeah he's like, like you're not no <laughs> You're not peeing on me. Sorry. So either butter on a burn or peeing on a burn. I, I'm wondering, has anybody else heard that going in the hot jacuzzi with a sunburn is a way of reducing the the, the burn, burn. The, the pain from the burn? Uh, let me know if you've heard. I know it's unrelated, but, uh, you know, occasionally we do that. Let's get to Carrie. She's Carrie says. She's been really tired and thought about skipping tonight and ah. decided not to see Thank like you. you, Andy, the devil hates our devotional. So we need to crawl here. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that is awesome. Some, sometimes that is true. Carrie. Uh -oh. And you thought that was really odd too. Cause you, you know, that this is not. Usually uh, you're the one that's motivating me. Yeah. So let's go. We got to do this, but uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Carrie for that. Uh, Kate says. 
it's usually the middle of the day here, but uh, so she gets interrupted and someone's visiting and sometimes just relaxed listening and oops, fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we listen to our pastors uh, to fall asleep. Yeah, it, it is better than melatonin, actually. It, yeah, we listen. To, we've listened to uh, Pastor Jack. What year is that that we're listening to? Right of course, now? Peter is 20. It's before I got to the church. So it's 2016, I think. Oh, yeah. 2016. Uh, and I swear, I, you know, it's it's bad to say that in relationship to a message, but I promise that, um, I don't know that I get a hundred words in before I'm out. Yeah. You're usually out by the, uh, reading of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I hear <laughs> me. It takes a good 10 minutes at least. <laughs> you know, it's horrible because I, I, there are some thoughts that I'm, I'm training myself to fall asleep to Jack's voice. And so I don't want to go to church. You know, I keep thinking, man, I got to, yeah, I got to break that association. Yeah, yeah. No Pavlov conditioning there. <laughs> yeah. Kate says it's the coldest and damp since it's been in the 1800s. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. And Carrie says, <laughs> yes, it's aloe vera. Hot jacuzzi and butter just cookie faster. <laughs> I, 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 it, it, but for me, it seemed to help. Maybe it was psychological, but it seemed to make my burn a little bit less after I got out of the jacuzzi. I yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe Carrie for the first time in her life is wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I haven't Jen, heard her be wrong yet. Jan says the Google. I don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo. Yeah, DuckDuckGo it. Yeah, I, I protest Google. But I yeah, I understand, Jen. I may have to do that. Uh, Ira says. Uh, lavender essential oil is amazing on burns. And she's used it many times and hasn't blistered. It has to be alcohol-free oil. Oh, do we have any of that? No. Or do we have a lavender plant outside that we could rub the, no. the the leaves on you? Boil the leaves? No. No? What about coconut oil? Oh, I don't know. We have coconut oil. I do have some aloe somewhere. We just have to find it. Yeah. It's got to be in our in this house somewhere. Kate says? Staying out of the sun with salt being burnt. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. So wise, Kate. Yeah. That's very wise. <laughs> uh, Carrie says? I like Isaiah from Pastor Jack to fall asleep. Great dreams. Um, oh, that would be good. Is Isaiah in the verse by verse list too? I don't remember seeing Isaiah. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, actually, I'd like to do a book study on that. Like be awake and have my Bible out. Right. Let's get back to the devotional snooks. We're going to go to the pen of Jim Ryman now. He writes what? I like this one. I like his explanation because the story of Samson is one of my favorites. Our text verse today is taken from the story of Samson and Delilah. Many of us know the story since childhood, but there's nevertheless often a misunderstanding about the source of Samson's strength. His strength comes not from the length of his hair, but from what his hair represented. It was a symbol of his vow of separation to the Lord as a Nazarite. So... Thus, his strength came from the Lord as a result of his obedience to the vow. Samson's encounter with Delilah was not the beginning of his downfall. It began when he went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. That comes from Judges 16.1. And defiled himself with her. Living with the enemy led to his relationship with Delilah. And this continual breaking of his vow ultimately led to the visible sign of violating his vow by cutting off his hair. In the same way, the essence of what Spurgeon says today is that our faith's strength comes from trusting in and being obedient to the promises of God. The Lord will not, and in fact cannot, release his power through us when we are disobedient to him. This mm. is what the sovereign Lord says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. 
That's from Isaiah 30, 15. So what's cool about this is it reminds me of that when we were um, listening to uh, Jack recently, I think it was last week, talking about how sin doesn't happen in an instant. There's a whole series of events that lead mm -hmm. up to the sin. And that's exactly the same with Samson, right? Is that he had started to live a life of immorality. He was attracted from, from a very young age to non-believers, despite his Nazarite vow, despite the fact that he's consecrated to the Lord. He mm. kept bothering his parents to get him a non-believing wife. Um, yeah, mm. all of his wives. He never, he never took a believer as a wife. And the weird thing is, is that his parents always acquiesced, which made no sense to me. Uh, but yeah, just one um, misstep after another, and then he ate um, honey from the carcass of an animal he wasn't supposed to eat from dead things. Mm. But I, I don't know. So like, it's kind of hard to know whether he was just willfully disobedient or careless. Um, but obviously, it leads to his downfall. But ultimately, the Lord does allow him to have victory at the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love that that scene in the movie where he is pushing against the columns yeah. <laughs> and destroys. That's my favorite part of the, the the movie. Yeah. Do you think that there's any couple alive that their real names are Samson and Delilah? Because that would be pretty cool. Can we change our names to Samson and Delilah? No, it's a horrible story. I'm not going to be Delilah. <laughs> she was terrible, and he was so dumb for believing her. Oh yeah, I don't want to be dumb. Yeah. I don't know. It's like like those names. They just roll off the tongue. Samson and Delilah. They do. Yeah. It sounds sexier than it, than it is. Uh, it, yeah. The, the death and destruction tragic, is not sexy. It's a tragic story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the scripture, and then we'll get back to uh, the comments, if there's any. Uh, Judges 16.6. So said. Delilah says to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Ooh. And he, she literally asks him that question three times. The first two times, he gives her a fake answer. People come to kill him. It's the weirdest. Samson is a weird bird, like a dumb, <laughs> like a dodo bird. Yeah. Okay. Because she does this to him three times, and then and he, he finally falls for it every time. Right. He falls for it every time, and then he finally tells her the right answer. Why would you tell her the right answer when she's tricked you that many times and you, you women, saw people come? You women, when um, we're weak, you have some incredible power. You have incredible power. I have I have yet to see that. <laughs> I have yet to see that. Why do you think any the, man be a big enough dodo bird? Why do you think the Russians happens? and the Chinese use women to infiltrate our government? True. Because men are stupid. Honeypots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, Titus 12, 1, I had two. never heard that expression until it was called one. Uh, honeypot? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even know. Snugs. I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> uh, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. Were you, were you told that? Was that, were you called that on Fox News? Yes. Really? That was yes. just a guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you stepping on my foot on purpose no oh i thought maybe I, I said something wrong well if i did would i want you to say it afterwards <laughs> you're the worst and he is the worst i try whispering something when we're in company and he looks at me he's like what are you trying to say something to me and i'm looking at him i'm like you are the worst at at 
husband and wife signals. The worst. No, not really. Yes. You do it to me every time. Not every time. Sometimes I know. You look at me like, huh? (laughs) Nothing. Then whoever we're standing with is looking like, what was she trying to do? (laughs) Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So true. Yeah, how how could we how could you ever doubt? I mean, now right. knowing this. Like I, it's never been um so much a part of my belief system as it is it now. Right. And again, when you're just kind of floating through church and in and out and you're you're thinking this I'm good enough and I'm a really good person, it, it this stuff doesn't really hit you. Like you can see it and hear it. Did you, you ever know, walk around telling yourself you were a really good person? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Like I'm not, I'm not a murderer. I arrest murderers. Wow. I, I, I arrest never, rapists and child molesters. I've, I'm not bad as those people. I've never thought. Of oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but then all that is wiped away once you be, truly become born again. So if you're watching this and you still think that you can get to heaven because you're a good person, you've not, you're not, you're not born again. You're Wrong not, answer. <laughs> you've not understood this aspect of how important, I mean, this is huge. He who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us all, not for one of us, not for two of us, but all of us, even this, the worst of the, even atheists. Yes. He gave it up for, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Amen. And then you, you got to read that so differently as a, as a, a born again Christian who uh, hears the Holy spirit yes. and will hear this in a different way. It's so much more, has much more meaning, but uh, wow. It's just so much more powerful. Psalm 23, six. Oh Lord, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm. Psalm 23. Classic. So good. Let's see. Isaiah. No. Uh, oh. Yeah, right there. No oils. You don't want to be like fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Logic tells me we do our cooking in oil. <laughs> right. And Carrie agrees. With Delilah. Delilah was a manipulator. Uh, Kate says. It, wait, just really quick on Delilah. Okay. Yes. If, if this is okay. You want to read more? No, you can go ahead. Oh, I was just say just on Delilah. Uh-huh. Is there any me- because you know we so much of the Bible's seemingly is written to man, to man men, as in men, men. It seems really. I mean, many m- m- much of it is, is it seems to me, but again, I you know I could be wrong. Um, but uh, there are certain scripture that are clearly for women in in relationship to Delilah. Is there any message to women about Delilah I mean, other than that? She's a, a character in the Bible or, or a person. I mean, Delilah is not a believer. Mm. So she's, she's an antagonist in the Bible. So is it something where a woman like me, who I was, uh, I've been a Christian for almost 30 years now and 25 of those years, I, I really was not. A believer christian ish right but yet in, in reading the bible or being told these stories you know it, at some point one of these things will connect and say oh wait am i that person do you, you think there's women that were like me 
that may read about the Lila and say, hey, wait, oh, wait a minute. That's what I do. I'm very I, I, I use, yeah, I'm very manipulative. Sure. Um, this sounds like, this it sounds, it sounds like me. I have to repent. <laughs> yes. Sure. I don't see why not. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Uh, lie to me once, shame on you. And lie to me twice, shame on me if I believe you. Samson was gullible. Yeah, totally. Totally gullible in this very, very weird way. Mm. And Carrie uh, says, Andy, I love your honesty about your former pride. Yeah. Former ish. <laughs> <laughs> Candy's a work in progress. Takes time. Takes time. Uh, uh, I know you're trying. <laughs> That actually hurt. What? It actually hurt a little bit. That, that it, you're still overcoming your pride? Yeah, yes, because I think, I mean, I mean, <laughs> hmm. I, you might be right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I was going to wait for you to try to get yourself out of that one. Oh, my gosh. I want to go back to Kate's uh, message here. This reminds me, we were talking about George W. the other day. Do you remember when he was trying to say this? Lie to me once, shame on you. Lie to me twice, shame on me. But he was getting it like, lie to me tw once and <laughs> I twice. I, no, that was that really for real. Happened? He really struggled with trying to remember the this whole, this whole saying. But uh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, let me read what Carrie have to say. Oh, she said, Andy, love your honesty about your former <laughs> pride. pride. There's a lot of it that's former, but maybe uh, on occasion, a little pride seeps through. Oh, especially now that I've lost so much weight. Now I'm 201. <laughs> I was 216 when I started this carnivore diet. Yep. And so now I actually, I, now I look in the mirrors. There's that where that pride comes in. I like, look at it, I go, Oh, I'm half the man I used to be. <laughs> and that would say, be a source of pride. Yeah, I'm half the man I, I used yeah, to be. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Beatles song. I'm half the man I used to be. Oh, it is a Beatles song. Yeah. Uh, yes, and, Delilah is a lesson about uh, is a lesson about a lot. A seducing spirit comes to mind. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like this. And Kate. <laughs> likens Delilah to Meghan Markle right. using sex and manipulation to gain power and status over a man. Maybe I'm not allowed to say that. Oh, no. Well, we said it, Kate. Yeah, I, I second that. I personally have no opinion in the matter. Mm, no, for sure. She's a, Kate's 100% correct being part of the British Empire. She knows. Australia is part of the British Empire. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jen. Jen, we are all a work in progress. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And Carrie says, bless my heart. Bless your heart, Andy. You know, they say that in the South, and it's not a good thing when somebody says. Yeah, bless your heart. <laughs> like, loser. You think Carrie actually means that? No, I do not. <sighs> Come on. Hey, Cindy Hauser, nice to see you. Oh, no, Cindy. Let's all pray for Cindy. We Cindy's a little injured. Oh, no. I hope you, you're okay, Cindy, um, and that the Lord strengthens you before tomorrow. Yes, uh, Hedy had just shared that news with me with a, a little bit of, he had an accident. Um, Not a physical accident, but uh, she had an altercation with her dog in a fence. <laughs> <laughs> Not a car. 
It involved a dog and a fence. Uh, dogs. I've seen some dogs do some damage without biting. They I just, I've seen it. Oh my gosh. One of my best customers, and the reason she became one of my best customers is when she showed up in my office with this Newfoundland. She was a, she loved uh, rescuing Newfoundlands. And a Newfoundland? it's a huge dog that is yeah. a water rescue dog. They actually use them to save people that are drowning. They, oh. they send the dog out and the dog will. And people just like hold on to it. Like yeah, it's collar. Yep. They put a, a vest on it that has handles on it and the dog will swim them back to, and it has web feet. What? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but they're big. And sometimes, you know, when you have a big dog, they can be, they can just overpower you. Yeah. Like a big um, dumb kid. Yeah. She's just got the kindest heart woman. I love her. Uh, And I I based my whole marketing around, around her. And she comes in uh, on the the very first day that I met her and her clothes were torn. Her bra straps were hanging out of her shirt. She's Mormon. And, you know, she, she, you know, that's not how she would normally carry herself but her hair is all messed up and she comes in with this dog and she goes, I need help. This dog is, you know, I love this dog, but it's, this dog's going to kill me. And I'm looking at her and I go, Oh my gosh. And she's got marks on her arms from the dog. And, um, like Cucho. Yeah. <laughs> she had, she had road rash from falling. Just, oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And she's, I mean, that's one of many that came in this way, but, um, in, you know, in our eight week program, you know, uh, we, we changed, everything about that dog and, and her and how she was handling the dog and, and essentially just changed their life. But um, it's not unusual that people get overpowered by their dogs and just weird things happen. And, sure, and, but yeah. you see the dog and you're going with this dog here. Cause when I handle the dog, the dog act like an angel oh. and I'm, and she's going, why does the dog do that for you? <laughs> and so it was one of those things where it's just unfortunate that, the, you know, you have this animal that you just really love, but it's, the dog is killing you um, and you just need some professional help to help you through that, those kinds of things. But that's the story you told me reminds me of, of Sally, who was uh, my perfect wow. customer. Uh, Cindy says she was hanging on the leash and the gate was open. She mm-hmm. was taking her in and after, and she took off after the dog took out after a cat and rammed Lisa, uh, uh, rammed Cindy into the wire gate. Mm. Yeah. That sounds awfully painful. Yeah. Oh, Cindy. I mean, I could talk all day about these types of things, but um, one of the most important things, and this is saying this now after this has occurred, <laughs> but one of the most but important. Could serve her a lesson for later. Yeah. One of the most important things that I teach every handler from day one is the, the sit command in, 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 in the sense that the dog needs to sit at everything. So if you're going to go out the front door, the dog needs to sit and allow you to open the door without getting up from that sit. And you can open and close and open and close that door and the dog stays in the sit. Uh, going out the gate on the side of the house, same thing. It's for these reasons, because she's. this isn't the first time I've heard this story, <laughs> that you need you are the leader and you go in and out of the gate and, and the dog does not until you give the dog permission. Oh. And so this saves so much of that type of thing because sometimes, like this cat, the cat is the perfect example. Sometimes it's skateboarders, dogs hate, kids on skateboards that you you sit the dog open the gate that gives you opportunity to look and see if any of those things that the dog is really attracted to a cat a squirrel the kid on the skateboard are present as uh, before you let the dog go through the the threshold of the gate okay uh and then once the coast is clear then you can have the dog come through uh, the gate to a heel position 
Then the dog sits while you close the gate. Nice. So that's how important just that one obedience command. People think oh, I'm just going to teach my dog to sit, but how are you going to use that sit? Oh. Use the sit to allow you to make sure the coast is clear, to make sure the dog is under control as you're going through these little danger areas uh, with your dog. So these types nice. of things don't happen. So that's just a little bit of advice. It's teach a strong sit. If, you, if your dog has a trouble with the sit, the down is the next thing. A down can be more um, uh, Less de likely definitive. Less likely to jump up. Yeah, it, and it gives you a little bit of time. You'll see it yeah. coming. But if you can get the sit to work, it's, it's much easier for a dog just to simply sit really quick. Uh, but a, a down is the next best thing. Uh, Cindy says. Yeah, she usually sits on command at doors, and I go first. Unfortunately, she did not do what we usually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to make that solid. So the sit has to be trained outside of the gate with those distractions, other things that are happening. Uh, I often took uh, uh, customers to dog parks where I'd make them do the obedience commands around dogs that are playing ball, dogs that are running and playing with each other, that kind of uh -huh. stuff. Make sure your dog stays in a sit while all that's going on. And it's a little, a little bit safer if you're doing on the other side of the fence. Right. And then once the dog is solid on the other side of the fence, then you go within the fence where you're inside the dog park uh, and then try it from there. So anyway, there's a little dog training on uh, Falco Canine Academy on uh, Living Fearless Devotional. There you go. Uh, you, uh, you almost fell asleep. I did. <laughs> I'm conscious again. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I see you. My my disc, my stories are like Jack uh, <laughs> uh, sermons in the middle of the night when we're going to bed. Uh, again, <laughs> putting you to sleep. I don't know. Uh, Carrie says also love my leave it sound. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the dog's going near the trash can. She probably goes oh. <laughs> to get the dog to distract it away from. But then don't forget, you need to tell the dog to do something like come back to you or lay down. Oh. Kate's still awake. <laughs> That's Be a good sign. Yeah, beach days are exhausting, Jan. Beach days are exhausting. Oh my gosh. And we were only there for two hours. I lugged all of this stuff for two hours. It was really way too much of a production. You didn't lug as much as the person, the people that were next to us with their. Oh, goodness. With they their, looked like they were moving in. Oh my gosh. It was easy up. And then they had their, their wagons. Five chairs and, and wagons tables, and barbecue and bags of bags of food. Nonsense. It, it, you would it, it was crazy it was like an apartment you, and there was a lot of alcohol and i guarantee you within three hours there's somebody fighting throwing something at someone there's <laughs> like, no like way the people, they're, the people behind us yeah there's no way they're getting out of that beach with all of that alcohol without somebody getting in a fight it's inevitable <laughs> all right anything closing on our devotional today Schnooks? anything no faith in god's promises you know, it's a it's a great gift. Um, the gift of faith is um, such a treasure, and to know that His promises are true, and that uh, just the way Spurgeon lays it out step by step mm -hmm. is um, great wisdom for us. I love it. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God bless. And thank you for giving me the. I got energy coming coming and doing this. Nice and happy Sunday. And uh, Kate, hope you enjoyed your Sunday. Tomorrow, Pastor Jack, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. As far as we know, he's in town. Yep. So we'll see you tomorrow. Take Bye. care. God bless.